You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 1061 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Hello, happy Monday morning. Welcome to Dick and Skippy in the mornings. I know some of you have been waiting for us. It's good to be here on this Monday, November the 18th, 2019, Anno Domini, uh, 936 on the dot. No special guest today with Dick and Skippy, but you know what? We are enough to where, you know, we can just fill in the gaps. It is currently in downtown sunny Conroe, 60 degrees, going to get up to 71 today. Sun's shiny all day, moon's shiny all night, going to get down to the 40s tonight. Going to be a um, uh, repeat of that over the next couple of days, uh, high up in the 70s. Uh, Thursday and Friday, maybe some thunderstorms, and then back down to the 60s and the 40s. So it's beginning to smell a lot like Texas Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. So I am the aforementioned Skippy. With me, as always, is the man, the myth, the legend. Yeah, Dick. How are you, man? Doing well. How cool. are you? All right. We haven't really talked pre-show much. So how was your yeah. How was your weekend? It was long. The boxing thing was a huge success. So what What was the boxing thing? Well, uh, El Tigre Promotions held a boxing, I guess, extravaganza. They had a bunch of fights, uh, some card fights, some legit uh, ranking fights, and it was fun. It was. I think we saw about ten fights. So because that's not how the movies usually show like the one fight and yeah. that's it. But in a, in the real world, there are like ten, twelve fights. You know, varying levels yeah. before you get to the main. Well, that's one thing I liked about it was the weight classes were varied. So it wasn't like you're starting with the smallest people going up to the biggest people. Like they would one fight would be you know the welterweights. One fight would be a heavyweight, and one fight would be featherweight. Yeah. Well, yeah, just kind of going. That's all I know. Those, that's the only thing I know about boxing is you try to punch each other in the head, and and whether uh, 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 welterweight, featherweight, and lightweight and heavyweight are like the only. Uh, that's all I know. And I know the Rocky theme. Yeah. So it was good. I would I encourage everyone to check it out the next time they're in town. Cool. Put on a good show. So why is boxing still revered, but everyone's freaking out of the the football concussions with helmets? I mean, I think it's something that because literally in boxing, well, I don't. Want, I want <coughs> I'm to be The only reason I can say why people freak out is because kids play it. <clears throat> but it's the NFL that's doing the whole concussion yeah but you set the standard and then it goes well see every boxing movie uh is about you know triumphant winning even cinderella not cinderella man what was the one with um hillary swank we're halfway through million dollar baby that's that movie has a twist well yeah it starts off boxing and then she gets paralyzed and it becomes whose life is it anyway you know i i want to die kind of thing but not about it's not about boxing per se so I was just curious about that because literally boxing, the, the one goal of boxing is to literally attempt to cause your opponent brain damage. Because to knock someone out yeah, it's brain damage. Is, to, is to cause brain damage, to yeah. give them a traumatic brain injury. That's the only reason behind I think, it. I think more of the, the individuals doing boxing is a different playing field than an actual football field because so many accidents can happen on a football field. You don't have people 
accidentally hitting somebody in, or kicking somebody in the head in boxing. Boxing is the the fundamentals of boxing is to protect your head, and the helmet is supposed to protect your head. But apparently, the helmet's not working out. So, and I don't think people really freak out about it. I think you're one of those folks who love Twitter, and you think Twitter is the only way people talk. It is. Uh, so I don't think it's. I don't think people freak out that much, especially well, no. over the weekend where that that nice Cleveland player tried to hit uh, another player in the head uh, with a helmet. Uh, so I think that was actually assault. And I don't know if you saw that. I, don't know, I, 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 I yeah, I, I saw it. that was. Uh, so is that what you're talking about? Well. Only that the whole uh, concussion, you know, there are movies about it and, you know, special episodes of CSI and everything's about concussion. Well, I think that's what I think that's the silly argument uh, a lot of people stand, especially with football. It's like even if even if the NFL hid, you know, they 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 go, hey, we're not going to pay money just to don't release that report, you know, CTE, all this kind of stuff. I'm like, well, you're still playing a sport where you have 300 pound dudes running at full speed and hitting each other. A few years ago, there was this... Like, uh, I don't see why people would, would be completely surprised. Well, that, yeah, it's like I'm shocked to find out there's gambling going on in this establishment. A few years ago, uh, on one of the TV channels like TLC or, or USA, whatever, there was an extreme show. I can't remember the name of it, but this guy, he was an adrenaline junkie. He was an extremist that, you know, he... It was a former rodeo clown and cliff diver. He did, you know, he did all these really weird stuff. And so he would determine fact versus. It was almost like MythBusters, where he'd like say, "Okay, let's find out what non-lethal weapons really work." So he'd allow himself to get maced okay. and tased. I bet they all worked in one way or another. Well, yeah. And his fiance would like every episode. She'd be like, "I'm leaving you because you're just doing this." And one of them was how to uh, deal with impacts of like. Uh, you know, a car crash versus a bull in a bullfighting ring versus a, a football tackle. And I remember watching this episode that by far the football tackle was the most damaging to anybody, yeah. anybody. I mean, like by far, like it was like 300 pounds per square inch of, of total mauling. And it really surprised me. Uh, I, I feel that, you know, there's not a football player on the planet who's had a gun held to their head saying you will play football or die. Now there's the but allure someone's going to make money. the argument that that's the only way out, you know. Oh, that's sad. I mean, if football's the only way out of a ghetto or a bad that's situation, what, I mean, that's what you, then you see in the show. Football's not the answer. It's, so. it's the answer is 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 cleaning up those areas, putting uh, giving back to the community. I, I mean, football can do some wonderful things. Don't get me wrong, but it's not the answer. And if you look at the sheer number of people who try out for football, who actually become a star. And then hold on to that star. You know, the, the numbers are, are pretty grim. Speaking of football, because, you know, we had the uh, Colin Kaepernick had a thing over the weekend. I tried to keep up with it. So he put I himself. I don't really understand it. Okay. So, <clears throat> well, what I'm getting from it. Did he is, pay for that? Is that what it was? Well, it He's was. Like, hey, did he send out like invites? Like, come to my, yeah, basically, my, my field party, guys. The press release went out saying. Drinks and odors will be served. Yeah, basically, that was it, and which is not uncommon. A lot of players do that, especially former players trying to show the world, hey, I'm back in yeah. fighting shape. Watch me throw a football around for a while. And personally, I thought, you know, great. You know, because all these teams are saying, yeah, we'll show up. We'll check them out. You know, I think a lot of the kerfluffle, uh, the battle lines are getting more blurred over kneeling or something. It's, it's just something that's going to be part of football from now on. Yeah. And, and those who were truly outraged have to get over it. And, and those who felt they were 
needed to do something, maybe doing some other stuff. So, you know, in my opinion, the market always corrects itself if you let it. In the football market? Well, yeah, it's 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 in a more general know. view. I think if the t- depends on the stock of steroids that go in this year. Well, yeah, here's the thing. Uh, well, what's the quality of them? Are they doing so good? Is it doing good this year? Right. <laughs> so to kind of back, backtrack a little, you know, I used to teach this workshop for divorcing parents from Montgomery County, and you know, got some statistics, and basically, our DNA, our brains are designed to forget fights over about a year or so. It's called a life like, cycle. Like verbal fights? Yeah, fight, just, yeah, just, you know, my reasons for being pissed off at you. Okay. You know, to, to keep a fight going. So if you're keeping a fight going or just an outrage going beyond a year where it's not constantly thrown in your face every day. Now, if you're if you never plays tuba every night at 2 in the morning, okay, it's ongoing. But if, if they did it one night and it's a year and a half later and you're still, you know, wanting to, you know, poison their dog as a result... <laughs> It's on you because you're actually fighting nature. It's nature, you know. It's in our DNA to to let those memories fade, yeah. and they're designed to fade, which is why we video weddings, but we don't video funerals. You know, we want to forget the funeral after a while. We don't want to forget the stuff, so we know we forget stuff. So the whole Kaepernick thing, yeah, a lot of outrage, but he really hadn't done anything. You know, he popped himself back up with the Nike. I sacrificed everything Nike ad for $50 million. Well, no, I mean... And that got some... That, that re- reignited the outrage for a bit, but then it went away. And so this is something where I think it's less of a, let me play football, more of a, hey, remember, I'm a Nike spokesman and I need to get back in the news thing. This is my personal opinion on it. Because... Yeah. Well, I don't know football well enough to be wondering what a value is to a player. And especially at this point of the season, I imagine there are some teams who uh, might have an injured player or... You know, they need more well, it's always depth. For, always for the next season, too. So. It's like, hey, look at me now. Hire me now. And there was but, interest. Now, here's where I think Kaepernick shot himself in the foot. Literally half an hour before this went down, where the invitations went out to everyone's like, hey, there will be tea and crumpets. Watch me throw a football. I'll sign some, you know. And then half an hour beforehand, he his team emailed back or faxed back their version of the uh, – um, the writer, you know what the NFL says. You know these are the rules, and they completely he completely rewrote it. And the NFL said we we can't you know go with this. And Kaepernick magically had another venue already set up. Yeah. Even though this is literally you can't get more last minute than this thirty minutes beforehand. And one of one of the I think he'll be all right, Sean. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, just making sure you knew that. Oh yeah, he's he's gonna be fine. I just feel. He turned it from a, a, an opportunity to actually show the world, hey, I can actually play football, into just making sure he got back on the news. And also, well, wait, the, I'm people, waiting for the team representatives the, uh, that signed up to, to, to say, okay, we'll go there, had actually agreed to let Nike shoot them for a commercial. I don't know, what do you mean? To, to That there would be a video crew shooting... And the the video crew is from Nike or the Nike's you know media firm to actually create a commercial out of Kaepernick, and that's I think, where I think this is where Vince McMahon needs to make a power move and get him in the XFL. I, that would be awesome. Because at least I mean honestly, do you think the XFL is going to last more than a season? I don't know. I don't think so. The history is not in its favor. Yeah, I don't think so. But. So I <clears throat> kind of bummed uh, Kaepernick because he could. Yeah, I think he had an opportunity to be taken seriously, get back in the NFL, and show he's a good football player. But my my sense was this was kind of a setup from the beginning, uh, well, just yeah. to get back in the news. 
saying kind of a, hey, remember me. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that, though. I mean, he's got to make money. And he also believes in causes, so I think he's just going to keep working and balancing those two together. Wonderful. Then there's so, a wonderful life in the private that. sector that awaits him for if he well, wants be, to run a nonprofit. Know, he's always, always going to he's going to be one of those polarizing characters that people will always ask that current question to. Like if anything has to do with the NFL, like what's what's Kaepernick think of this? And they're going to ask him at mm-hmm. one point. And he's going to go on page six, and eventually he'll get to page one again. But then he'll go back but not to as a quarterback. No. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's behind him now. But there's a whole wonderful world that that he can do so many things. Right now, to me, he's kind. Of, he kind of comes across as as much of a social influencer as uh, say want, Paris Hilton. He helps you keep the news going. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with that. But we always what have, was the news in this? That that NFL actually showed up. Yeah. And it was the high, you know, but that's what I'm saying. So to do that, so, I mean, he literally, well, not literally, he is close to literally as possible, bit the hand that could have fed him. Well, we know the history of him and the way he, I mean, he sued the NFL. And and they still showed up. That's what I'm saying. Someone took the high road on this one. Someone didn't. And I'm, I'm, I'm a little bummed about it. I, I would have actually re- respected that if it, had, if it had gone the way it was supposed to go with, hey, listen, I want to. I'm in shape. I want to do football, this and that. Yeah. You, you know, we, we had some bad times, but, you know, let's build a bridge together. You know, instead of trying to work on mending stuff and building stuff and going forward, this is just keeping the fight going. Yeah. I mean, again, I don't and know why again, he's not, that he's not literally joining the XFL. Against... <laughs> I mean, that's, if you really want to play football, that's an easy way in. Right. But anywho, so we got like the big game coming up, right? Plus, I think they need a little controversy in the XFL just to get the numbers gone. Yeah, bingo. Now, speaking of sports, because, you know, we're in on the, just on the sports thing. I love, I what's love the, the latest on this Astros thing? No one knows. Cause, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not getting any hard answers on this. No, you, you probably won't. What will probably end up happening is they'll do an investigation. They'll do questions with certain like people who've spoken out about it. And, I, like, the only way they're going to prove it is if there's hard facts. And well, the one thing they have w- now is some dude taking a fee from Fox, and it's like, oh, you can hear someone banging something in a in a baseball stadium. Well, again, if it's actually illegal so, or against the the rules, I, I'm all for it. You, you know, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they got to find the camera that's in the outfield, and they have to find the system. <clears throat> so basically, a smoking gun. Yeah, unless, unless someone gives it up and says like, "Yeah, this is true. This is what happened." Well, again, this is something because I, I know there's outrage, and you know, my Facebook feed is blowing up with friends and foes of the Astros alike saying, "Oh, this is a bad day for us." And I'm like, it, it, I, I, "I'm not being blithe when I, or I'm not being um, snarky when well, I ask this. Is, well, is, is it really such a horrible day?" It's no. <clears throat> I mean, it, you're, it's like the Deflate Gate. I can't even remember exactly what it was all about, but it's something about footballs. You know, quarterback would. <sighs> Out some air, some footballs to make it throw better. I, I, it was easier to catch. Easier to catch, which I th- would also think would make it easy, harder to throw. But that's so it kind of balances Tom out. Brady. Tom Brady is just too good. So, but it, did it, it balanced Did out anyone's the head roll as a result of Deflate Gate? Did no. anyone get fired or any no. team suddenly? I think, got, I think, if I remember correctly, Brady got suspended for a couple games. But I think part of it had to do with his reaction, like the way he spoke. Mm hmm. So I think some of it had to do with actually deflating the balls, and then the other part was like he goes, "Yeah." Unfortunately, I'm just not that engaged in baseball to care about this. But just from a semi-interested third party looking in, I'm just looking for what's the kerfluffle. 
if it broke the rules, then whoever's involved needs to be punished appropriately, and then the game goes yeah. on. This is not going to ruin the team. They're not going to put an asterisk next to the World Series well, I mean, win of last it's year. Hard, it's hard, especially as a governing body, to set parameters of, like, this is what happens when you do this. This is what happens when you do that. Because, I mean, a lot of people that I've when I've seen react to this, it's like, well, what do you do about the steroid scandal in the 2000s? And, like, what do you do about... Because if you're talking about a whole team, it's different from a whole team than like individual players doing it. Mm-hmm. And from what it sounds like, they can only kind of figure out it's individual players doing it. Mm-hmm. It's not the whole team. It wasn't part of the... Mo- they didn't meet every morning at 7 a.m. If there's a message from the general manager, a memo that yeah, someone can find like, that's do... notarized, and then where he says, listen, I want you to break the rules and do this. Okay, we have a story. But yeah. until then, it's... A team's going to find... Any advantage they can over can over another team. Well, what, I, what I'm looking forward to, rules. though, and this is where the Astros need to get ahead of the story, is you immediately day one announce first five thousand people get mini trash cans, you know, and you can, <laughs> and you can hang them. Like, see, that's that's how you handle that as an organization. You're like, all right, bring it, like, because because <laughs> what I guess what's kind of strange is similar to the to Flategate. Like, you're talking about a team that's already good. So, like in the the Flategate thing, the Patriots aren't a bad team. It wasn't like they all sat there like, hey, we really drastically need to improve our game. So and I'm going to ask, cheating. that's the team that was accused of deflating. Yeah. Like, so, again, I know not but that then, much. But then people were talking about the Astros, and, and apparently it was only home. Well, they had like one of the best away records for the past three years. So it's kind of like, all right, so if they're just trying to be competitive and they want that one extra edge to get to the World Series, then, I mean, I, I think it's kind of hard to say this is absolutely true because of the team still performs when they're away. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's just kind of like, well, good luck trying to find the facts. And here's the thing: the if, if really you become on. wildly inconsistent, now you can have good days and bad days, but you see what I'm talking about. If you're gonna cheat, then you have to cheat like that all the time because the times you don't cheat, it that makes it abundantly obvious that you're cheating. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so, as, as you just said, if there's you know, if they're only kicking butt at home games, and but losing it at away games. Uh, then you know there's something happening on the home field. So, uh, grand scheme of things... Nothing's going to happen. Well, is there something for there to be something to happen? Carly, turn left now, if you can hear me. (laughs) No, I think we're... When, especially as a governing body, what they what they come up with, because a lot of people who were involved in 2017 are still involved with the Astros franchise, so... Really, it depends on what comes up from the investigation. A few words from a couple of players. I mean, you're talking about baseball players who been in the. Isn't been, a for, it's a former player a that former came player, up with Yeah, this. but he's also been accused of cheating himself. Right. So maybe I'm sure there's a book deal so on the saying, horizon. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's one of those things you just don't really know what's what what is the purpose of it. And there's and there's too many stories connecting it where it's like, oh yeah, they were whistling. Oh, they were using trash cans or like it. If they were cheating, I think there there will be a way to find out. But it's well, I've noticed in basketball games that so when someone's shooting a the the a foul thing, yeah, you can, a free a free throw behind them, you got people fans of the opposite team with balloons yeah. and vivazulas and going. Wah! Is that cheating? No. Why not? What's the difference between that and and figuring Sign out someone's signs? Well, it, I think the you signs stealing stealing the, stealing the signs means. They can't use those signs anymore. Well, I think what you're looking at is the MLB made a decision based off technology. So when they made the sign stealing rules back in the day, they didn't. It's like they didn't have the technology like they have today. And I think they made the rules as they as we got improved tech, 
where it's like, hey, we understand the perimeters of baseball. Sign stealing is a part of the game. But then when you move on, me. when you move on from that, it's like, well, there's different ways to sign. So, for example, if you notice, if you watch baseball, they have little tablets in the dugout. Well, that's that's them watching the game. Mm-hmm. And but there's rules where it's like eight second delay has to be on those devices. Those devices are handed out by MLB officials okay. and things like that. If that's like a they, rule. Then so they, they know, hey, you can get an edge if you're watching a live stream. Mm-hmm. So they they said they they recognize hey we have to make a rule anything that you're viewing in the dugout has to be on an eight second delay, and that's probably and that's why they made the rule. It wasn't that they were sign stealing; it was the way they were sign stealing. Yeah. So if they had you know you if they had a drone they if they had a drone up in space or whatever checking it out, that's kind of unfair. <laughs> we're gonna retask the satellite. <laughs> well, let's re that's well you know you just tell them that's orbit too. Because with Astros, the, we're the stars, so we can have we can have that out there. We have orbit I mean, and orbit. Yeah, have the mascot, the ISS waving. But I, I think also when you have people who win, there's always going to be those few who want to take that down, and so it adds to it. Yeah. So, well, for some reason, the Astros has never been popular with the sports commentary world at large or Houston, or Houston teams. Yeah. Um, every time they win a championship, it's very begrudgingly appreciated by the the announcers so when something like this pops up of course oh it's news and now we have a, a reason to hate the, to hate them and you know it's, it's human nature i guess but i'm just really waiting to see well, what resources are they going to sink into this because i i think there's a lot of I, I just think in so many things in general a lot the resources sunk into this investigation could easily be well better spent elsewhere you know you have well, so I mean, many really, players. What who, you're going to look at is people are going to be asking the question when opening day happens, and what the Major League Baseball is going to do is implement a system where they're going to they're going to treat everyone as if they're cheating. So they're going to have people there where they think, "Oh, this is how they cheated last season, so this is where we can put preventions up." Mm-hmm. And then eventually, I think what's going to end up happening is the teams are still playing baseball, so the Astros are still have a chance to go in the playoffs. They're mm-hmm. still going to be that. So that's one thing, I, like I said, I don't think, it's it's funny that the people who would get accused of cheating aren't the teams who were last place last season and now in first place. It's like, they just, if they cheated, it's because they literally are that competitive, they wanted that edge, and look, yeah. look where it got them, got them nowhere. They're that's, not winners. That's a very good point. They lost. Yeah. And, it, that, and that's what, that I laughed at that too when I first read it, because I was like, didn't I just watch a World Series where everyone lost their home games? Yeah, right. So I was like, okay, all right. So, but then, I, don't, I mean, there's so many baseball games. There's like 100 and what, 62 or something? 166, I think. If you go all the way, if you go all the way. You could go all the uh, I don't know if that's trademark, so I'm going to stop so talking now. But yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, so kind knows? of a sporty first part of the show, but yeah, yeah. it's where the topic led us. Uh, anyone, anyone listening in, what are your thoughts on, uh, we've got the, I'll call it the Kaepernick kerfluffle. Um I just think it was a golden opportunity for him to actually do some good, and he kind of—I think no. he, he dropped the ball, pardon the pun. Um, so we got that. We got the Astros' possible cheating thing. They're calling it the scandal. It's like it. Yeah. Convince me it's a scandal, someone, please. I, I just don't get it. Well, I think that's and also boxing versus football. Why is boxing okay when seriously the only purpose of boxing is to give your opponent brain damage? 
Well, who's saying football isn't okay? No, football. The the purpose of football is to rack up more points than your opposing team. Yeah. Or to, sorry, to prevent the opposing team from racking up more points than you. And then you gotta do it too. No, that that that's the that's the goal of football. You can have a tackleless football game. You can have a you could technically have a football game where no one touches each other, where they just kick it back and forth. Or everyone takes a knee, you know, they get the ball, fair catch. Um, and you could technically do that. The The purpose of football is to keep your opponent from racking up more points than you. The only purpose of, bas- uh, of, of boxing is to knock out your opponent, which cause, which is brain damage. Not to, not to rack up more technical points than them, but to do that. You know, I, I always have a problem with that. <laughs> I'm not saying there's a problem per se. I'm just asking, what's the difference? Why is football so reviled, but uh, but boxing so revered? Well, I think also you're looking at popularity. Boxing isn't near as popular as the football as NFL today. But then again, there's not a very organized boxing NFL network kind of thing. There's boxing, but no one really knows the full structure of it. Right. Because, like the for example, the boxing we saw on Saturday, no one really knew. Uh, like if you're just if you're just an average person, like oh, well, I don't know what this means. The technical, yeah, points I don't know. Is this person going to fight Mike Tyson? I don't know. Like I don't really know what's going on. But people are boxing. Hide your ears if you so, do. You know that they have that. And then, but with the NFL, I think I think really what they what people take advantage of with the NFL is since the NFL gives their opinion on stuff and like what they interpret as safe and not safe, they're they're an easy target for people who just want to you know complain about them. Yeah. And boxing, they never really shouted away against certain rules that just made sense. Like, yeah, you can't punch below the belt. That makes sense. Because in boxing, you're supposed to use your hands, and you're supposed to, like, that kind of takes away from the game to punch below the below the belt. Right. And then no headbutting. That makes sense, because that's not your hands. No ear biting. Yeah, well, I don't think they even have a rule. I think it's... <laughs> they might now. <laughs> they Unfortunately, most... You know, every warning label came from someone being an idiot. Yeah, you know, every warning label on the planet is because of a lawsuit. You know, don't do, and so yeah, because of that, is you could have an unspoken rule. Hey, don't bite off your opponent's ear. But until someone does it, now you got to make it a rule. Yeah. So, but again, I don't like. Again, I don't think people are that upset about boxing or football. No. I think there's a select few. Oh, I'm ambivalent. So. I mean, I'm not a fan of boxing, but it's just not my bag if two guys if two contending adults want to go into a ring and hit each other from, and and try to for whatever try to kill each other and, and to get walk away with even the loser walks out with a couple million bucks in his pocket then all power to them or, or MMA you know I'm a fan of MMA so why can't we do that with dogs and stuff <laughs> why do we draw lines with animals because they don't have a choice you think because they don't walk away with the money that's true they get puppy child like the yeah they 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 get fed the same dog food whether they win or lose. I guess it depends on what culture you're in. No, nope. it's different culture. No, nope. think across Poodle the board. Prostitutes for you think, them. You think across the board? What like bullfighting and stuff across the board? You think animal cruelty is just animal cruelty? <sighs> wow, I'm not a fan of. What about like mouse racing and stuff? I know, well, I know some people have like cricket racing or whatever. Yeah, there's cricket. There's mouse racing, but these, you know, and then you got people next door to them go to Petco to buy the mice to feed their snakes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, where do where, where's the line? Yeah, I'm not a fan of bullfighting. It's just because I I, I kind of feel for the bull and I kind of cheer for when, when the bull kind of goes, you know, gets the upper hand on on the toreador. Um, I, I kind of cheer for the bull, 
but I, I just feel kind of bad. It's like you you kill the bull, and then everyone's going, yeah, 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 bloodlust. And then the bull's there, like, dying or something, and you feel kind of bad. Is, is it, it's kind of like the old chariot races, you know, when the horses would yeah. do. Just not my thing. I'm not violently well, opposed I, to it. Well, I believe that we as a society, we evolve. And we have less of a blood. The football replaced yeah, I'm saying. tossing like, Christians you know, to the lions. We don't have that anymore. I don't think we need to have that. But then there's also the respecting heritage and you know all those kind of things. Because oh, we rechannel it. I mean, our bloodlust has gone into football and video games and watching movies and hunting and People hunting. Still hunt. Well, yeah, but but even then, but it, now it's like now now it's what do you call it? Like pansy hunting, where you cultivate <laughs> an area. You put fences up, so it's like, hey, we're actually maintaining the growth of this animal species that we hunt. I'm not opposed to to I just, most. I just called out hunting. the hunt. I just called my brothers. So oh, like, okay. yeah, you guys are just a bunch I'm of not opposed to most hunting, but I really would like to see where the deer are, are armed with lasers or something, to, just to even out the playing field just a, just a bit. I wouldn't mind that. Well, I'll be surprised. I'd be surprised if like the Texas Game of Wildlife folks, it's like, yeah, you can kill as many animals as you want as long as you use the knife. Ooh, because I mean, you're, yeah, because I know uh, they, I know the Texas Game of Wildlife does a really good job about maintaining and enforcing laws about you know you can only kill so many of this. Oh yeah, it's it's like maintaining that. the ecosystem, which you need to do if you wipe out. Here's the thing: some brush fires need to happen so new growth can occur, and some animal culling, in my opinion, needs to happen to to keep you know crops and yeah overpop crops being destroyed and overpopulation. But if we wipe out all the deer in one season, well, then there goes venison for all eternity. Yeah. So you know, but you got to. And we learned that a while back. Yeah, I would like to think. Yeah, and then new people moved in, and the neighbors don't really know that. Neighbors don't know that. We gotta, we gotta get bears, et cetera, back in here. See what the latest is in the in the bear world. With uh... I don't know, <laughs> that'd be nuts. You know what's nuts is I've been reading more about this Mormon family that was massacred in Mexico. Uh huh. And there's, it's... are you victim blaming now? No, it's like it's so interesting the history of of Mormons in Mexico. Like, that was one thing you would never guess. Well, they really but then you would, don't but I, have borders, you know. So, no, I'm talking about just the way... Uh, Mormons want to spread the word no matter, yeah. you know, there's well, no know. border for them. But you just never would think of it. And you're like, oh, by the way, yeah, that's what's going on down there. I'm like, oh, okay, well, it's been going on for quite a while. Mm-hmm. So, I thought it was, it was pretty remarkable about how it's still around. Yeah. So... Because you always think of, especially up here, you always think of Mexico being the Wild West. Mm-hmm. That's all, you know, the well, movies and everything. But then it's like, do you become the Wild West when you go down there? Or does the Wild West, West become you? Yeah. like. Well, that, but see, you just hit it on the head. I mean, think about how the outside world views Texas. There were a bunch of yee-haw, yodeling yeah. yokels with, with six guns strapped to our sides. And I remember a couple of years ago when the open carry... Uh, yeah, we're like the forty third state or something. Forty fifth, forty fifth state. There were forty four states before Texas that allowed open carry, but because Texas was you know next, and yeah. people were like ah, oh, typical Texans, and it, Man, because you, that's how people look just, at us. You pay too much attention to Twitter feeds. No, 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 no. This was in major news outlets uh, about just just the outrage that Texas. Great, basically just reinforcing the stereotype. Or the cliche that we all wear cowboy hats. And I have friends, uh, recently, uh, you know, a couple of weekends ago, I was uh, uh, doing this movie, and it was a Los Angeles crew, and they were talking about the distinct lack of cowboy hats and cowboy boots and y'alls. And were y'all filming in Houston? Hmm? 
No, no, we were filming out in the, the Prairie View area, okay. Hempstead, you know, that thing. But the, everyone outside of Texas thinks that we all go, ma'am, how you doing, spitting the, the chewing well, I think tobacco. a high percentage does if you take a percentage count. Now, I've lived in this area for, what, 30-some-odd years now, 40 years, and I can— Probably count how many Houston cowboy hats I've seen that are pretty diverse. Huh? Houston's it's pretty very, diverse. That's what I'm saying. But it is very diverse. It's not a whole bunch of yip, yip, yip. It's you. We have an energy industry. We have biochemists. We have. But if you go up to four, Dallas area. Well, they're just, they're just stuck up up there. Well, I mean, like east of Dallas, west of Dallas, you're going to hit some of those towns. Yeah, absolutely. So, But anyone outside of Texas doesn't get. They just think we're no. just rope cattle all day long. And we truly don't. And so same thing with Mormon. I was segueing from the Mormons in Mexico. You know, we think Mexico, well, you cross the border and suddenly it's lawless and everyone's got, Which you know, green not. teeth I mean, there's, and there's, drinks tequila. And no, there's more to it than that. Yeah. There's more to it than just the donkey shows. I was just saying Mormons surprise me. Like, if you think of one culture moving down there, you wouldn't think Mormons. No, no. Uh, au contraire, mon frere. Really? I, I would. Yeah, because their goal is to spread Because it's literally lawless the down there? So they can do their own? They can do, <laughs> is that what you're trying to confirm? Yeah, I'm going to bang on your door. You can't kick me out. I'm going to come on it. No, it's because, you know, Mormons. Well, it's mainly because they're the polygamy, right? That was the main reason why they Well, but the directive, one of the directives of no or yes. Mormonism. Is to spread the word. Yeah, but that's why they built a camp there. They weren't spreading the word. They just built a camp. When I say camp, I mean like they have. Okay. I don't think Mormons allow polygamy anymore. You know, not mainstream Mormonism. Well, not in Utah, but I'm talking that's why they moved down. This is a long time ago, though. They've been down there for a while. Oh, yeah. But I think over, you know, just because you set up shop in 1912. Well, they just don't want to be told what to do. Right. So where do they go? To a lawless land? Build their own island. Yeah, I heard Epstein's is up for sale. So. <laughs> oh, we can also talk about Prince Andrew's uh Oh, man, that was interview. great. Well, let's talk about it when we come back. <laughs> okay. It's 1010 right now. You're listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings. We're broadcasting live on Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget you can call in at any time, 936-228-9368. And then we also have Dick and Skippy at Gmail and Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy. We'll be right back. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpunk Coffee. Beanpunk Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit BeanpunkCoffee.com. See our complete list of special events. 
Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 936- Six four seven three seven seven six. We have the safest food supply in the world. Strict laws and regulations restrict the usage of hormones, antibiotics, and pesticides within our food supply. Production agriculture practices and technologies such as the use of GMOs, which is not any more or less risky than conventional crop production, has allowed American farmers to produce more food on less acres in environmentally sound ways. Find out more online at pathtoplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make lives better. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936 647 3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. What is homelessness? Have you seen parents struggle to find a job without having transportation or childcare? What about the children sleeping in cars with nothing to eat? Families shouldn't have to struggle to survive, and children should not be homeless. Family Promise of Montgomery County serves the needs of homeless families and their children. Learn about ways you can help and learn about partnership opportunities at www.familypromiseofmc.org or call our day center at 936-441-8778. Hello. Welcome back. Dick and Skippy in the mornings giving a shout out to our listeners. Hey, Bird, hey, Misty, hey, all you others out there. It's 1014 on the dot on a sunshiny day here in downtown Conroe. So Dick and I started off kind of talking sporty stuff. Uh, yeah. But uh, I, I've reached the end of my sports knowledge. That's good. <laughs> I'm done with that. Uh, if you missed the earlier conversation, just just replay us you can rewind the video or we go podcast later on mm-hmm. and uh, always always feel free to chime in on the comments or give us a call dick what's the phone number i got zen bat went so 936 give us a call give yep. us a text and uh let us know your thoughts on what we've been talking about so far so on our end on the computer it says we keep on cutting in and out if you're a listener right now on let, facebook live on facebook live yeah. let us know if we've been maintaining our presence or if we keep cutting in and out uh just so we'll know we want to bring you the best quality show we can with what we have and dig us so much 
you know, he, not only does he have to keep up with me, which is, you know, hard on anybody, uh, the way I squirrel everything. Squirrel! Yeah, I know. But, I just uh, let it happen. <laughs> but Dick also has to, you know, run the master board and stuff and produce the show as well as co-host yeah. it. And it ain't easy. So hats off to my compadre over there. Yeah, my favorite times when we have hot mics. Hot mics are such a great time to learn the truth about what's going on. <laughs> and still nothing about this Jeffrey Epstein stuff. Yeah. You think so? Mm-hmm. I was reading that the <laughs> they didn't go the, the guards didn't do a plea bargain. So so they're like, well, if the guards want to go to trial, then they're going to so. be the next two ending up dead. I, mean, I don't know. No one knows. Here's this, is a, such a, this is such a fishy thing. If a guard, if the guard who's ostentatiously guilty of malfeasance. What looks crazy about this is this is what gives fuel to future conspiracy theorists. Because this is one of those few cases that like goes in between the lines. Because, you know, there's some people who are prone to conspiracy theories. Like me, I enjoy reading about them, but I'm never like, I'm never going to put myself or people at danger just to know that I'm not a molder, a fox molder from X-Files where I'll put everyone in danger just to find the truth. Right. But, you know, when it, when this kind of stuff happens, you're kind of seeing everything in play and it's like, well, nothing's happening. Something's happening, but we don't know what's happening. And no one knows the full truth because there's so many suspicious things about this character when it comes down to like, how did he really make his money? How did he like really get that many people in his network? What's really going on? And we'll never get the answers. And I think that's kind of one of those. Do you think this case or this individual would have been one of the biggest news stories of the like of the century? Do you think potentially? Potentially, yes. Yeah. I think names would have been named that weren't in the Weinstein universe. Yeah. Me- meaning, you know, you get people like Kevin Spacey or Harvey Weinstein. There are people under. Them. Well, let me ask you this: This it's, is this was unique that this was it was who he knew. Well, we talked about we talked about you know with the Astro scandal, like finding the truth and getting the facts and like understanding what really happened in the dugouts or whatever. So with the Harvey Weinstein deal, and and listeners can correct me. From what I understand is similar fashion where people were going to write about him and about his behavior like 10 years ago or whatever, story gets squashed. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason... Uh, Ronan Farrow. Somebody wrote an article and had, and basically did what... Report- Bypassed the, the typical media channels and okay. said, you know, when it took it straight to the Washington Post. Yeah, so somebody released an article basically saying... And that's old school. That's Woodward and... When people talk about Woodward yeah, and Bernstein like, and Watergate, that's how it was that someone would research but what, a topic, it was, though, writing it. From my understanding, it was just people accusing him of these things. It wasn't like there was like a videotape or anything. It was just, hey, this guy did these things right. to these people, and then there's reported history. Mm-hmm. And this is where we're in now, right? Mm-hmm. We have all these things. Yeah, like, basically, he got blacklisted and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, and then he keeps showing up and stuff. His, his ego won't let him stay quiet. Well, he's yeah. kind of like an O.J. Simpson that he's going to shoot himself but in the But with the, the Epstein thing... This, this is where Epstein differs from all the others. Take the, take the Me Too movement, yeah. the, the Harvey Weinstein, the Kevin Spacey, the uh, uh, Louis C.K., the whomever... All of those were a person of power with an underling or at least an equal. Okay. You know, the, the throwing themselves on someone, you know, a makeup artist yeah, yeah, yeah. or an actress or, you know, you want this role, sleep with me, so forth and so on. Epstein, it wasn't so much that the, the people beneath him were filing suit or complaining. It's the, the people above him 
or on equal par with them, royalty yeah. politicians and stuff, where if Kevin Spacey, if slash when Weinstein goes down, he goes down alone. Kevin Spacey goes down alone. Epstein would have taken a lot of people with him. a lot of people, when you see the case, it's like now everyone's just guilty by association. Because they're like, for example, the Prince Andrew had that really weird interview on the BBC. Okay, so I've been in the PR world. You know that that's kind of my gig, and I got to say that was really the say, PR did, debacle. Did he of really the say I went? I was at a pizza party. Yeah, he's saying that he knows for a fact that he took his daughter Beatrice out to a pizza party that very day. I mean, and you, you know, but with him saying, "Oh, I like the sweat thing." I think that was really oh, that was TMI. That was TMI. But then it was like. But it's, see, what's interesting to me about that again is like guilty by association, and you, you as a no, he's not guilty by association. He's accused of. Well, I know, but he, a lot of people, like for example, they, they have the flight logs of all these famous mm-hmm. people. So when you talk about Bill Clinton writing twenty plus times, mm-hmm. is that equal to Stephen Hawking visiting the island once? If it's Does that after, make sense? if it's after, so it's kind of hard. Epstein was convicted. You talk about like in 2017 uh, or whatever, uh, anything after that, you're kind of like, who are these people? Here's the thing. No one wanted to believe anything bad about Michael Jackson. Yeah. Until it hit a certain point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and this then, is kind of, it's so before then, to me. It's, and again, I, you know, I've, I've talked about this before. Bill Cosby made me laugh for decades. Okay. I did not know about this. Now, there may be rumors and this and that, but, you know, I, I'm kind of the, until, you know, Unless there's a smoking gun or preponderance of the evidence or something, rumors are rumors. But that it comes to a point on that that the public, anyone associated with Bill Cosby now, or Kevin Spacey now, or Harvey Weinstein now, or if Michael Jackson had lived now, that would question make me question their character. Mm-hmm. So the thing with Epstein, you can say, well, uh, you know, we got it, we got a. I hear these things, but I don't believe it. I, you know, I, I can. But once could a conviction happen? But remember, a lot of these people are the same ones that gave Roman Polanski a standing ovation. Well, they've yeah. already proven their medal on. Hey, talent is more important to me than than child rape. Yeah. So I, that is part of my judgment, and yeah, I judge. You know, these people. It's it's like I'd like not to think Stephen Hawking had an idea of Epstein or, or fully believed it, but I don't know. I fully can picture Bill Clinton just not giving a care and and doing I I and I can definitely picture Prince Andrew well, well, yeah, doing wasn't there what he's a, accused yeah, of. Yeah, that's what his biggest fault. But until there's evidence. His biggest fault was staying at his house after the conviction, right? After like, he got accused and was in the when he was still alive, Jeffrey Epstein. That mm-hmm. was that's kind of like what people are like, why are you still hanging out with this guy? Exactly. And, once once the tide starts turning and one and all it takes is one typically it takes one brave person and I don't, you know, even if uh, from the Epstein to Bill Cosby to I'll even I'll even throw Anita Hill in there uh, uh, of the Clarence Thomas hearings, you know, whether she was a heroine or not, the fact that one person stepping forward yeah. to shed light on it to say no more, this is what it is to to get the world stage from that moment on, everyone's being watched. Yeah, it, it just it's that's where you got to call up Michael Jackson and say, hey, buddy, sorry. Can't bring the kids to Neverland this weekend. Sorry, just can't. And yeah, and I know people say, well, that's when you find out who your true friends are. Self-preservation is a very motivating factor. Oh, yeah. 
You know, this is all there is to it. Especially when you have a network of that many people involved with one person that's so controversial. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I imagine the movie world was shaken when the Weinstein company shut down and how many people, you know, were connected to that production company going like, well, what about the movie you promised we were going to make? Now we can't make it because my brother's Oh, think about about the the front office people or, you know, the mail clerks. They have no idea. Exactly. So to work for the... But there's your guilt by association. If you work for the Weinstein Company, you deserve everything you got. Well, maybe you didn't know or maybe you're just so desperate for a job. But you know, the higher yeah. up you get, especially in a occupation that's that's such a, a loose a loose culture, mm-hmm. because they're always trying to push the R envelope, or they're trying to do everything by the cheapest possible. But in you the know, same this- breath, pontificating to others about this is how you need to live your life. You know, where that's where that's another thing. Much like some of these sports figures, where people are going to get tired of it to say you, you're the yeah. one preaching to me about morality or or how to keep it in your pants or what rights are yeah it's strange well i also don't think you i think a lot of people know the effectiveness effectiveness of a person and their integrity for you know especially when it comes to a leadership role when you have the ability to convince people it's really easy today to find those people and just uh basically disprove them really fast because of the internet because of the way everything's recorded Mm -hmm. And I think that's really a big issue with a lot of the politi- people who run for politics is, as we've seen today in the news, it's really easy to take a statement of what you said and then twist it. Mm-hmm. And because basically it's it's based off of a text, not like the actual situation where or, I, you and I were talking. Or a five-second video clip. Yeah. And I think that's and that's a hard thing to get through. And and when everyone just keeps going on to, to tomorrow, but that, that's one thing I'm trying to fully, trying to fully understand the, the Epstein deal because— similar to the Weinstein deal, all of a sudden it's a big deal. And that's one thing I always wonder what the tipping point is because I always imagine, and and if people who work in the news industry, let me know if I'm thinking this is wrong, is there's always, especially like the Epstein story, that to me is an easy page six story because he's involved with so many people. So if you're just trying to publish something that can be on page six, Mm. to me that's a no-brainer because it's like, Well, the tipping point, I think, comes from either the preponderance of the evidence hitting 50.1% or the believability factor where either enough people who really don't have anything to gain come forward or the right one person comes forward with, and you got to say, what are they gaining from this? And you can't honestly believe that 30 women are all going to get an exclusive book deal or yeah. get booked on Good Morning America. So the, when there's a situation like that, I listen more than if there's just the one who, you know, those going out, well, I, I, don't, I didn't want to get in the Kavanaugh thing, but I'm saying when there's a question on what's your motivation, whether it be a whistleblower or a Me Too person or something on either side of the aisle, where it's like, well, maybe you're the, you're the only one or... Or you, th- there's a history here that where you've said you want to have a coup or take this person down. Well, or there's, there's a history that you follows let, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's always it's a tough topic. Because would you say reasonably that this case is just going to die? Epstein. Yeah. It's just gonna go like eventually. Every- no, because you got the idiots like Prince Andrew, who's like, "Oh, I, I'm royalty. I can't say anything wrong." And then it was the PR debacle of the century. I mean, it was. Well, I mean, yeah, but his PR person like quit. Like, I was saying, you could just see them off camera holding their heads, going, "Please, God, stop talking," because he was going on. Well, you know, I don't sweat. 
I don't sweat. Telling. Or, yes, well, to find out that this man is a man of a certain character and the interview going, certain character. He was a pedophile. He was a human trafficker. Oh, yeah, I should have said that instead. Or um, that it was convenient to be hanging out in his dungeon. <laughs> you know, it was, you know, that he called him honorable. It was an honorable place to stay. Or he's not, you know, when you're so removed from day-to-day reality, you know, people love talking about the 1%, but truly the British royal family embodies the you are just so out of touch with not only do you not know the price of a gallon of milk, you don't no longer know where milk comes from. It just comes from the butler who brings you your milk. They're so removed um, from reality. And Andrew... Yeah, that was, that was weird. Yeah, well, that didn't help Is that a British thing? Case. Is that how we don't really understand? Because <laughs> it's a British thing? No, idiocy is universal. Oh, and that yeah. was pretty idiotic. Yeah. I encourage people to check it out because you're sitting there going. Because I think this is something. This is completely not connected or anything. But uh, we were talking about the ticket stub about Ford versus Ferrari, and I. I hear it's a really good film. So what the reason we were talking about it? I go. It's really weird to me as a screenplay writer. It's like everyone knows the end, so like you're trying to fill it in as as factual as possible, like. Like, do they really have the Ford and Ferrari really have those kind of communications? Mm-hmm. And like, are we just kind of glamorizing it for the movie? And and similar with Prince Prince Andrew, it's like, all right, like, how did this guy not know how to pull the best PR move ever? Meaning, like, just to, like don't when defend yourself. You really yourself. feel you don't need. You just to... say, yeah, you don't. I don't understand why you even did an interview. Like, you're you're all. There's no way to get out of that because you're basically you did it. Yeah. Like, he... And it, as I've gotten older, and I've you can even you can even say something along the lines of like, "Oh, he's a family friend, and he always offered his place, so that became the norm for our security." That became you know because you can imagine he has some security measures, mm-hmm. and so it's like that was the safe place for we knew how to get in and out. I never really stayed inside the house, or even it, to say something as blasé as "This was not the man that I knew. I saw a caring individual yeah. who wept at you know the end of." Sleepless in Seattle and, and adopted baby puppies. I'm surprised he didn't pull out the pizza receipt. Well, that's the thing. When you say, I know for a fact, okay, next question is proof. Provide proof. Yeah. Provide the receipt. Provide, and, and it'll be a log somewhere, a logbook or diary that just happens to say, oh, took Beatrice out to pizza today. But you got, you know, you have to check five years on either side of that date. For someone to say, Dick, when's the last time you ate at CeCe's Pizza? Ooh, that's a good. I I would say about the, four years ago. No, no, I need the actual date. No, oh, I can I can probably where you can I can probably give me an hour. I can figure that one out. Where you can positively under oath just state. look at my debit card statement. Okay, that's the only thing I can think of. Okay, if I really had to prove myself. No, there we go. So that's the next question for Prince Andrew is uh, then please provide the you know there's a presumption of innocence. I would like, but in this situation. You know, you put it out there. This is not a trial, so you're not under, uh, you know, you're not legally bound to. But if you want to be taken seriously. Yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. Because yep. anything associated with it, there's nothing good comes from it. And then, like I said, like you start looking at the all the people involved with this guy. And when I say involvement, like on an airplane, going to his island and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Eventually, if you've been doing it that way for a long time, you're going to get everyone in the world to come over there. Yeah. So, it's like, when I saw Stephen Hawking's on there, I'm like. Is it fair for me to go? Yeah, that guy's just like Bill Clinton, because like the I think you've got to take each one individually. But but the, the, you know if there's a pattern or if there's a reason for it, you know because I presume Epstein actually 
was a philanthropist and threw galas for worthy causes for tax benefits and maybe he threw something for the uh, affliction that Hawking yeah. had to raise funds and awareness. You know, you can't just blanket say, if you ever dealt with Epstein, you deserve whatever he got. No, you, you got to take it each at a time. That's interesting. Rarely is there a one-size-fits-all. Well, I don't see it going anywhere. I really don't see I see... Because the well, news clearly doesn't want to cover it. Well, yeah, because think about how many new CEOs could be in, on that in that little black book. Yeah. That's going to be... See, that's what people want to see, but that's not... I don't know... Well, as long as we still have the Prince Andrews of the world, it, it just might keep on going. Well, I think it takes the individual journalists to do it. The folks, because like, that's the only time people really publish something about it is when it's individual now, when it actually has a lot of weight. Cause I and imagine, that's going back to the old days. Like yeah. I said, Woodward and Bernstein, when they went after the Watergate story with Deep Throat, I mean, they just didn't go for the, we got to get the next news cycle. Someone's gonna, I mean, they took their time. And there were mistakes. Uh, there's this, a great scene in uh, All the President's Men, which was based in reality, where <clears throat> I think it was Bernstein was on the phone with Deep Throat. And Deep Throat yeah, couldn't they, say something. So he's like, okay, if you don't say anything over the next five seconds, I'm going to be led to believe that A, B, and C. And Deep Throat apparently got it backwards. So they run with the story. Now, why thing. couldn't you see? That's one thing I never really, I never understood about being secretive. Like, if you're trying to tell people about something and you don't even give your name, what does it matter if you don't say it or not? Does that make sense? Why would Deep Throat be hesitant? Because he, I know he doesn't want to give away his identity, but you're already stepping out of line. You're already opening the door to because there comes a point where you're you're whistleblowing or you're committing treason. No. Yeah, no, seriously, there are... I think the people determine that after the fact. Mm, well, here's Especially the thing. Especially today. Legally, it's like, why are there drug deals where I don't give you the money and you give me the drugs, but I'll put the money down and then you drop the bag out? Yeah, we've seen the wire. So you, can, so you can say, I never gave him money. We Money never exchanged hands. Or he didn't give me... He didn't, so it's, it's all legal to say, did you ever say, uh, Deep Throat had ever been caught, so did you ever say, I, but what's the I difference never between, said this. What's the, what, so literally never saying it, so if you're quiet for five seconds, that's I, how... I, I can't I remember mean, the full thing, but it was something where he got it backwards, and so they ran with the story, and he's like, he called him going, why, I, no, it was supposed to be the other way. So they had to, you know, there were a lot of foibles. Yeah. Uh, uh, but that's how journalism was done. And now I'm not huge Woodward and Bernstein fans nowadays, but what they did back in the day, that was journalism. And I gotta, I gotta tip my hat to that. I gotta respect that. I M H O, as the kids would say. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think it's a dead case. I I don't. Not as, as uh, again, not as long as we have still got the ego, the, the people who feel that they need to answer this. Andrew just should have kept his mouth shut. I mean, truly, because there are long-reaching effects and stuff like that. This is tantamount to when Princess Diana said there were three people in our marriage, you know, to Charles. And then when Charles came out and said, admitted he had an affair with Camilla Parker Bowles, you know, these, these hurt the royal family bad. Yeah, but there's also that ongoing discussion with the royals saying, are they even relevant today? Oh, like, why do we point. have them? And If the royal family suddenly went away, England would survive just fine. And But not Brexit. <laughs> Oh, Clearly Lordy. not Brexit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's you know, 
the, the royal family, talk about figureheads. I mean, seriously, if if the Queen, Queen Elizabeth you, said, you know what, we're out, peace, start taxing us. We're, we're you know, give us the, this castle in Scotland and or Wales and just, you I'll know. I'll call my aunt of another aunt and then we'll go move down yeah, to Denmark. The England would survive just fine and dandy. Yeah. I don't know. So and and Elizabeth knows that, which is why she wants to. Well, see, that's beat one thing. I, that's one thing I right think now. is interesting about identity as a culture is you see, especially in, if you're British. Please let me know if I'm completely off base here. But like they they see the royals as their identity. Like that's what makes them British for many thousands of years. Yes, and then then on the other spectrum, you get the folks who like Brexit, for example. I think that's why a lot of people voted for it because they wanted to be British. Mm-hmm. And now that, and it's funny that that is on the other end of the spectrum where people are like, "No, that's wrong. Like you can't, you can't be British." If this, you know, what I'm talking about when mm-hmm. people are like going anti-Brexit kind of thing. Yeah. I'm like, well, then you have people who want the royals who are very British and pretty much represent everything that everyone doesn't like. I mean, it's kind of yeah. it's kind of blows my mind mm-hmm. that people aren't like going like, "Hey, why don't we actually take care of this one thing first, and then we'll start." Yeah, let's address the monarchy, and then we'll decide. So I don't know. It's it's really, but, but hey, we have Kate and Prince William, so we're good. Is it Prince William? What's his? What's Kate? And yeah, well, yeah, William and Kate, and then uh, Meghan and Harry. Yeah, so there are there are but there are the just, positives. <clears throat> well, breaking barriers, guys. Not not since Meghan came into the picture, apparently. Well, you know, what I mean, like. And that's one thing I always kind of found funny. But then again, I'm not British, so I really don't know what the, what a British person sees when it comes to the monarchy. British person looks forward to King uh, King William. Charles won't get it. Well, I'm not worried about that. I'm talking about, like, can you support having a monarch, uh, the royals, and then support not having Brexit? Of course you could. But, you know, I'm talking about, yeah. like, I think the principle's still there. Isn't yeah. It? Well, it's it's like... You know, over here stateside, can you be a Republican and not be a white supremacist? Uh, my answer is, oh, yeah. yeah. But some people feel you can't. And, you know, no yeah. no easy answer to that. I think whoever controls the news can control the thought. So. This is true. Yeah. yeah. We're all being brainwashed on Dick and Skipping the Mornings. Let's take a break. <laughs> we'll be right back. You're listening to Dick and Skipping the Mornings. Thanks for tuning in. Sorry about Facebook.com. I really don't know what's going on with it. But uh, we'll do our best to get back and get that fixed. So I'm going to take a look at it during this break. We'll be right back. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpoint Coffee. Beanpoint Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com to see our complete list of special events. 
From the beginning, the main purpose of the Cooperative Extension Service has been to change human behavior by teaching people how to apply the results of scientific research. By utilizing a holistic, multi-level approach, Extension Family and Community Health Programs encourage health and well-being for everyone, addressing values, concerns, and needs with reliable science-based information. Extension programs help people lead healthier lives. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. This is Rick TRC. Every Tuesday on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star from 3 to 7, I play back-to-back classic rock hits. That's right. I like to call it a two for Tuesday or a three for whatever it is you'd like. Call the request line 936-647-3776 or message me on Facebook, Afternoons with Lone Star, make a music request. That's right, you can do it. Here's what else. Go over to our website, IRLoneStar.com. Get the app on your phone. It's easy. You'll like it. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936 647 3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. What can the Better Living for Texans program do for you? You can learn how to increase your consumption of fruits and vegetables, choose foods that are relatively inexpensive and good to eat, make your food dollars last longer, prepare quick, nutritious meals, help your children learn how to eat healthier snacks, and much more. Our program is committed to helping people like you improve your health through providing research-based nutrition education in a friendly, cost-free, and relaxed environment. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Hey, Montgomery County and online listeners. Thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Five Sweet Soul. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Buys with Soul, Miss C.C. Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in old-school R&B and, of course, a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in every Friday and Saturday right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongStar.com. we be back for our final section, 1042 on the dot on Monday, November 18th, uh, broadcasting live from downtown Conroe on Facebook Live. We podcast everything on the uh, podcast. Go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast from, uh, YouTube, and every now and then from downtown, from Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1. We'd be talking sports. We'd be talking politics and Me Too and all kinds of stuff. So join the conversations we've had. Uh, we've been having or start a new one for us. Um, drop us a comment on Facebook or give us a text on our line. You know the number by now. The Zen Bat went. Yeah. Yeah. I was, we're good. We're on. Apparently we're having some technical issues today. Yeah, that we're it drops, cutting in and out. In and out so. Did you pay the cable bill? Yeah, I did. Okay. You know, I even slipped him a, 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 a tip to make sure it worked. Gotcha. But, uh. So anything else we want to close out the show with? Um, hey, tickets are on sale for Points North Theater's Fairy Tale Christmas Carol. 
happening December 7th, 14th, and 21st, twice a day at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. on those Saturdays at the REC, the Recreational Enrichment Center in the Woodlands. That's right. The Woodlands has a new theater there. Uh, fun for the whole family. Santa Claus hosts it, and the price of your ticket gets you free photos with Santa that will be emailed to you before Christmas. Yeah. So bring the kiddos to it. Uh, fun for all ages. Varying ticket prices. Uh, so go to Points North Theater with an R-E dot org to find out how to get your tickets. And for our special listeners to let you know that if you buy your tickets online and go to the little discount code window and type in humbug, you get a discount. Just saying. Well, good deal. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the only thing I can think of is uh, Joker hit a billion dollars. I hear... I'm, I'm still not a fan of the actor or the concept. Oh, my gosh. But I can't deny that it's... That's without China. Yeah, it's without China. It's striking a nerve with a lot of people. I'm sure it's a fine movie. I just... I have my reasons for not rushing to watch it it's probably because it didn't star you well that's, i can totally that's see that being an underlying thing every time you go see any type of form yeah, like, it's like oh i could have uh, done that nah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no just not my bag um I think, well, but what, i can't deny that it is definitely well what i love about it is you, you know those round table people are like this doesn't make any sense how does a joker movie make billion dollars and we make suicide squad with all these actors and all these great things, and then it, we like, paid a billion dollars to Will Smith alone. Yeah, in that it's movie like, didn't what is this make? stuff? What is this all about? Uh, and especially, and I'm hopefully in the the in the movie world, the Todd Phillips guy and the cinematographer and all of them get a good boost from that. Like that to me puts a lot of trust in those guys in future projects. Well, here's the thing, so. and I I think from what I'm gathering about Joker the movie, it's not it's not a Batman movie. It's not a superhero movie or a super villain movie. It's about it's an origin story mm-hmm. of, of this of a man going insane. So, oh God, where was I going with that? Um, because oh, oh, because of that, it's taken more seriously than if it, if you'd thrown Batman into it, it, it would have been no, treated think, like a comic. Uh, well, I think movie. it'd be harder to balance if you threw that in there because, it, especially for example, like Christopher Nolan to me is a, like a wonderful director and he's really good at telling stories. And it's I love directors like that who do a Batman or a comic book movie because it brings a very serious tone, brings to a realism, to a it. realism to mm-hmm. it. And then you're like, because you're used to the comic book, you're used to you know over the top kind of stuff. Like this guy's always trying to blow up Gotham and stuff like that. And then you really felt the risk in like say the Dark Knight movie where the two boats are crossed from the thing and. That's what the Joker, he plays on people's emotions. So to me, I was like, oh, he brought it down. It brought it down to a realism level to where you fully understand this, these characters. Uh, and now with the Joker and Todd Phillips and their team, I think they, if they introduce Batman, they, it's harder. It'd be a harder story to tell. Well, exactly. And I will direct your attention to the TV series Gotham, yeah. which I watched, but I dropped a season because it got a little too comic booky for me. And that's kind of the point. Uh, Gotham was, it starts off with the murder of Bruce Wayne's parents and then young Jim Gordon well, promising to... You know what happened. That got produced to death where they're like, hey, we had to have 10,000 villains. Yeah, we, basically we have to have every villain. And they all have to story. interact one way or another. Yeah, and which, you're like, yeah, so Bruce Wayne's 10, but we got a 40-year-old penguin. You know, that kind of thing just didn't make sense. But 
I remember my mother was over at our house. My wife and I were watching it. My mother was like, wow, this is a wonderful... Yeah, it was a cop show, right? Yeah, she's, it was a cop show for all intents and purposes. And then I made the mistake of pointing out, well, that kid's going to be Batman one day, and this is going to be the Joker. Yeah. And it turned my mom off. It was like, wow, it's a comic book. It's like, but you liked it. It's like eating broccoli. You liked it five seconds ago before you knew what it was. And... The very they'd always said that Batman would not show up till the very last scene of the very last episode, and I watched the last episode, and that's exactly what happened. And it was so chintzy, it was. I was like, you know what? You really could have gone without that, and it would have. You would have ended just fine. So by introducing the comic book element to it, I think would have lessened the Joker, which is part of its universal appeal. It's less of a how the Joker got started, more of how this man just hits his nut, or however you want to phrase it. So I'm sure, obviously it's 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 got to be well produced for it to have broken a billion dollars. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It's just not a movie for me. Yeah, I think it uh it did what it was trying to. I do. I may have to end so. up watching it though. Well, yeah, I'll tell, I like I said, I get if I were you, I go watch it. I enjoyed it. Well, I'm not spending any money to watch. So it. I think you should spend all your money on nope. watching it. No, no, no. Add to that billion dollars they already have. Um, that they're just fine. Well, see, then again, this is what I love is you you see. This base of operations go, hey, good congratulations, billion dollars, and then you have that one guy who's like, hey, Todd, you gotta make a second one. Well, here's the thing. And Todd's like, I don't know, man. Joker kinda... two. What <laughs> should there be one? Uh, well, I mean, the one thing I can think of that they could they could kind of do is they do a series of origin stories for villains and do it under the direction of Todd Phillips. And I can see them doing that, and it's not necessarily they're all connected, but it's in the same world. But, but which, which you don't see Harley Quinn and Joker together. You see Harley Quinn, and then at the end, you can kind of say but, like they end but up. But that's together. the thing: Harley Quinn is directly immutably tied, yeah. tied to. Uh, that was you a can bad go example. The, the Scarecrow, or yeah. but I'm saying beyond that. So the Scarecrow, but you do the Riddler. It's. Again, another man going crazy, or Two Face, like a nice man going crazy, or you know, it's variations of the of mm-hmm. the same theme. So I think this is a one off because any sequel has to have Batman in it, and just has to. So that would well, yeah. What was funny? It. I was reading about the Christopher Nolan series, and they were talking about Christian Bale. Apparently, said like, "We'll just keep going as long as Christopher Nolan's involved." Mm-hmm. And I think that would be pretty interesting to see that movie that franchise hit the 20 year mark you know when it's like we're still making the same world see and that's and the thing a lot of the dc how can i phrase this so batman is very much reality he's a vigilante he's a yeah. man push to the edge he's a psychopath you know um and until you started getting the mute you know the killer crocs and the, you know when the bad guys started becoming non-human too or enhanced human that's where it kind of lessened it but i remember watching the third batman movie the original run with val kilmer mm-hmm. and there's a line in it which is very much a nod and a wink line but it kind of ruined the whole thing for me where bat or, or bruce wayne is talking to someone who's like oh he's halfway to metropolis by now and the theater laughed, and I thought, wait a second, this is the same universe with Superman, and I just don't see Superman in this universe. Batman and Superman, to me, are in two different universes. Mm-hmm. Um, Superman's the universe where we accept the fact that there are aliens among us, kind of thing. And Batman is, no, this is a man going out there. You're talking about a so, movie where... And that's how I, how I think DC's kind of missing the boat with their movies. They keep on just rebooting the same people over and over and over again. Um, you know, Superman. Who is it? Brandon Roush? Is it Christopher Reeve? Is it Henry Cavill? Who is it? Well, Joker? Think, again, is it Jared I think it Leto? Is it Joaquin the Phoenix? Story. Well, that's what I'm saying. So. But they're all at the same time. 
We had a Joker two years ago or a year ago. His name was Jared Leto or Leto. Now it's Joaquin Phoenix. Now it's going to go back to someone else. Again, no I think you're just jealous that you didn't get casted. Well, in the that's movie. a given. So. We're going to close out today's show, guys. We'll be back on Wednesday, I promise. We're going to figure out this connection issue. Uh, we don't have a guest this week, so if you feel like being a guest, contact us at dickandskippy at gmail.com. Don't forget, we're on social media, and you can also call at any time, text, or leave a message at 936-228-9368. We'll uh, see you guys on Wednesday at 9 o'clock. Yep.